Welcome to the Joyful Attorney Podcast, where licensed attorney and certified life coach Laura Kelly teaches you how to bring joy, harmony, and balance to your practice and your life. Hello, colleagues, wherever or whenever you are. Welcome to Episode 6 of the Joyful Attorney Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Kelly. I titled my podcast today, Who Do You Think You Are? Now I'm going to be talking about imposter syndrome. Who do you think you are is a phrase that most of us are familiar with, either from someone else or our own inner critic. This phrase tells us that we do not belong, and it takes us to task for even daring to believe that we could. The audacity. For women in the law, this is literally how we had to break into the field, with audacity, with the belief that we do in fact belong. Nevertheless, despite the fact that it's 2021, many of us still believe that we do not belong. Can't imagine why, right? It's almost as if the fact that the highest positions of power in our profession, including managing partners and judgeships, are still dominated largely by white men. This is despite the fact that women make up the majority of law school graduates, and we have for well over a decade. Why is it that women have made up a disproportionate number of law school graduates and yet are still underrepresented in positions of power in the legal profession? Could it be that the most prestigious areas of practice and big law still require grueling billable hours that make working well in excess of 60 hours a week necessary? And those positions are the gateway to partnerships and judgeships? In fact, what we have seen from the pandemic is the undue burden placed on mother attorneys and balancing career and parenthood. Conversations with our friends, colleagues, as well as tons of articles have shown us that women who desire motherhood and balance are deemed less serious in their careers and are either not promoted or remove themselves from demanding positions. It's important to add a very big caveat here. Obviously, not every woman is able to or has a desire to become a parent. What's more, many men want to be involved as equitable parents and also bristle at the expectations of a demanding career. Nevertheless, if the pandemic has shown us nothing, and well, it's actually shown us quite a bit, it's that the burden of parenthood still falls disproportionately on mothers. I say all of this to acknowledge that discussing how to overcome imposter syndrome is not about blaming the victim. There are very real obstacles in the way of women, especially women of color, to positions of power and authority. We must acknowledge that reality. At the same time, merely observing this fact alone will not help us ascend. We must manage our minds and develop the self-confidence that allows us to take our rightful places. Our voices are crucial. We cannot allow our own imposter syndrome to coincide with the obstacles in our path to keep us from achieving success in our fields. Many of us have internalized the message that we do not belong, and it's seeped into our psyche despite the fact that we are high achievers. That's what imposter syndrome is, the feeling that we don't belong, that we aren't good enough, and that someday soon, our peers, supervisors, judges, whomever are going to find out. Our inner critic asks us this question so that we will bow out and preserve our dignity and self-respect, or to work ourselves to the bone to prove to ourselves and others that we do in fact belong and that we are good enough. 
The problem with this is that no amount of work or success alone can ever make you feel good enough or create a sense of belonging. Those feelings come from your thoughts and not external circumstances. That said, feeling a sense of belonging and connection is absolutely essential to all human beings. That is why the fear underpinning imposter syndrome is so insidious. The thing is that as social animals, belonging and connection is a biological drive. In the early days of human existence, not belonging meant certain death. If we were shunned from our human community, there was no chance of survival. We still carry this need for belonging in our modern brain. It's at the core of our being. You can sense it when your palms go sweaty and your heart starts pounding before having to give a presentation. Think about it. Why is public speaking the number one fear of humans? It's more scary than spiders, snakes, and lions, things that can actually kill you. No one ever died from public speaking, well, aside from Julius Caesar. Yet, why do we feel like we're going to die? It's the fear of humiliation, the fear of being shunned, outed, ousted. It's utterly terrifying. And it is so inherently natural for many of us. Even some of the most seasoned performers on the stage or in the courtroom still suffer from performance anxiety. Adele told Rolling Stone that she was scared of audiences. Barbara Streisand did not perform for decades after a panic attack at a concert in 1967. That fear, dread, and anxiety tells us to stop what we're doing. It tells us to make ourselves small so we will disappear into the crowd. It tells us to stick with the status quo. But the fear, dread, and anxiety is also an opportunity. It allows us to demonstrate bravery, courage, and it trains our brains that the discomfort of those feelings is not deadly. It's an opportunity for growth. Imposter syndrome is more than just experiencing acute periods of performance anxiety. It can rear its ugly head in all aspects of our personal and professional lives. It can be that inner critic saying, who do you think you are? But ask yourself this in a different tone. Who do you think you are? Remember, we are who we think we are. Every aspect of what we think is our personality is really our thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. We may think, this is just the way I am, but I challenge you to consider that that is just a thought. This means that you can be whoever you wanna be, including a person who belongs in positions of power and authority. That inner critic chiding you with who do you think you are is trying to stop you from growth. It's trying to stifle you from deciding to choose discomfort over stagnation. That voice is trying to protect you from discomfort. But let me say this. If the women who came before us simply stopped when things got uncomfortable, then none of us would be where we are today. It's okay to be afraid. It's okay to acknowledge that we have an inner critic. But remember, the inner critic is only thoughts. Your thoughts are not always true and you never have to believe them. Our inner critic knows all of the stories we tell ourselves and all of our old belief systems, and they are all just that, stories and beliefs, not facts, not true. That means we can stop believing them and start believing new ones. It means we can ask ourselves, as Byron Katie urges us to, who would I be without my story? 
I can be a totally new person. I know it sounds very daunting, but starting by questioning our stories and our beliefs, even the most deeply held ones, can be extremely liberating. Here's a new belief system to practice. I am courageous. I am strong. I can do hard things. I am open to feeling discomfort. I invite you to delve deeper when you are experiencing imposter syndrome, when you feel like you don't belong. Tap into the interconnectedness of us all. 98% of all humans, okay, I'm making that statistic up, feel this way from time to time. Can we sense where this feeling is arriving from? What thoughts arise? Are you thinking, I'm not good enough? Can you discover where that energy is coming from in your body? Perhaps it's a tightening in the heart space or a vibration in the forearms. Maybe it's butterflies in your stomach or constriction in your throat. Taking some deep breaths and breathing into the sensations as you experience them can be very helpful. It allows you to get out of your head and into your body. Your body is home. This can allow you to find some connected or empowering thoughts like, I can do this. Everyone feels like this. Tap into this embodied awareness of the human condition. This is a perfect time to practice your new mantra. I am courageous. I am strong. I can do hard things. I am open to feeling discomfort. It's a process, my dears. It won't come overnight. Your inner critic will keep popping up, offering you old belief systems and stories, but you do not have to believe her. With time, you and your stories and beliefs change. As always, I hope you find that helpful. You can send your tips, comments, and questions to Laura at thejoyfulattorney.com. I would love to hear from you. And if you'd like to support this fledgling podcast, please share this with a friend or colleague who you think would enjoy it. I would be so grateful. And if you'd like to learn how you can work with me, please visit www.thejoyfulattorney.com. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, have a great day. Learn more about how you can work with Laura Kelly by going to thejoyfulattorney.com. Thank you for listening.